Well, there's one mineral that doesn't get a lot of love. I remember I had a endocrinology fellow when I was a resident who just thought the magnesium was the most important mineral to pay attention to. It's largely missing from the U.S. soil since the 50s, and most supplements contain only one or two forms of magnesium. If you take this into consideration, it's not logical to conclude that 99% of the population is likely deficient in two or more of the essential forms of magnesium. The good news is that when you do get all seven critical forms of magnesium, pretty much every function of the body is helped. It improves and improves fast. Uh, I want to tell you about our friends at Bioptimizers, makers of the industry-leading digestive supplements, which I take myself. Their research team recently formulated an ultimate magnesium supplement, easily the best available. They even include trace amounts of something called monoatomic magnesium, which helps make all other forms more bioavailable, by far the most complete magnesium ever created. And until or unless someone comes out with a better one, I think you ought to take a look at Bioptimizers. They call this magnesium breakthrough, and they're running a special promotion at magbreakthrough.com slash drew. Again, that's M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com forward slash drew, not Dr. Drew, just Drew. And you can get an additional 10% off the normal package price when you use coupon code DRDREW10. With this one simple action, you could reverse magnesium deficiency and upgrade your performance. The Magnesium Breakthrough promotion is only while quantities last at magbreakthrough.com slash drew. Again, that is M-A-G-B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H dot com forward slash drew. And be sure to use the coupon code DRDREW10 to get that 10% off. Magnesium, you'll thank me for this one. If you like my show, you're going to love Brad Behavior with Brad Gresky, newest podcast from the Lady Gang Network and podcast one from the red carpet to the runway, TV personality, stylist to the stars, and author Brad Gresky gets undressed in candid interviews with other celebs and friends. Each week, they contemplate and celebrate fashion, pop culture, and life's random surprises. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss Brad Behavior every week on Podcast One, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Drew Podcast. Uh, please support the people that support us. We appreciate it so much. It is my privilege to welcome to the show the great Mike Carano. Thank Mike, you for having me again. I appreciate you being here. Um, at Mike Carano, C-A-R-A-N-O is where you can find him. YouTube.com slash Mike Carano. Podcast, miscellaneous, miscellaneous adventures from the world of Mike Carano. Get it on Mike's website or anywhere else you get podcasts and MikeCarano.com. Thank you for all you those plugs. Wow. Mike Carano, Mike Carano, Mike Carano, Mike Carano. Carano virus. Yeah. Quarantine 2020 is my oh. new website. Nice. No. You'll get a lot of mess. You'll get I a lot of traffic. A lot. I, don't want, I don't want traction based on this. I don't want, I don't want to capitalize Did on people's fear. you ever imagine you'd be named after <laughs> I, I didn't imagine this being what it was. It shouldn't have been quite what it was, frankly. Well, I was just at Rouse down the street. I had 20 minutes to kill and thought I'd just stop in just for kicks and see what's going down. And there's a line out the out the door and they're letting small groups. It's just freaky, man. That is ridiculous. It's everywhere. That is ridiculous. Went to three grocery stores yesterday. There's nothing. Nothing. Well, there's something. I, there's something. I ate apple pie and Cool Whip for dinner. <laughs> Why did you get delivery? They had, they, they, you know delivery. I didn't think of that. I did yeah. not think of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. My wife is texting me, of course, right now. Perfect. She's got a cough? Uh, no. She had a little runny nose, and it was immediately determined that it was coronavirus. <laughs> Not. My calf hurts. I think it's coronavirus. I don't think the fear is getting it. What I have it? no fear of getting it. What is it? It's the panic. It's the That's correct. overreacting. It was, it was and all created by first press and then virtue signaling from local politicians. Who can be the most restrictive? Well – let me just clarify here. You don't think we should be going out socializing, right? I think I think when we were limiting to groups of 50, that was very rational. I think limiting to groups of 10 or 20 was like excessive, but okay. Are you just doing the math? Is that yes. what this, that's based yes. on? Okay. Yes. We have, as we speak, there's what, 1,500, 800 cases in the country and 20, 250 million people. Okay. We have 24 million case clu- flu cases. I think you're more likely to get Okay, you bring up a good point. I have friends that are very, very concerned and they're constantly and religiously sending me articles from the internet. And I see fluctuations from 300 cases to I saw 7,800 last night. And that's right the first now, thing that pops up and okay, everyone looks so at that number. So let me tell you the number. 
The number is about 5,800 as you and I record this podcast. Let me let's see what it actually is. I'm getting up to date this moment. And then somebody showed me a New York Times article last night that said, and this was in bold, like we estimate this could kill 2.2 2, 2 million people in the United States. They, that person should be prosecuted when this is all over with. But that's the that's, New, New York Times is, and that's a I, lot of people reading that. This and that's morning all you think in the of. New York Times, the headline – hang on a second. We're at 5894. Uh, we were at 4,700 yesterday. So we're sort of slowing in spite of the fact that we should be increasing rapidly because we're doing more testing. Mm -hmm. So if we are – Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. And so at the end of the week, if we're under 100,000, we're doing amazing. Okay. If we are at 20,000, that's about what I predict. Here is my frustration is right now. March 17th as we as we, as we mm, Happy down. St. Patrick's but Day, hold on. Everybody. You can tell me your frustration after I tell you the headline that drove me crazy this morning. Front page of New York Times. You have the right upper I corner. I am too blind to read that. Guidelines fall short of the mandates in other countries. Yeah. And then they go on to talk about Spain and Italy and France who are in big trouble mm -hmm. and have to go take extreme measures to clamp things down. We are nowhere near in that situation. Why are they in big trouble? Because they didn't take these measures sooner. Okay, but what? They didn't flex. They didn't prepare the medical system for it. And then they didn't, they didn't really see it coming. These mm -hmm. were, they got into trouble a while ago with this. And a while Italians, ago, meaning a month ago, two months ago? About a month ago. The Italians, the Italians flexed. They took all the surgical suites and all the ventilators and all the surgery centers and brought them all in and created ICU beds out of it. And then they were fine. Then they were good. They just were caught unprepared. We are not only doing that, we have, we have, military reserves of things ready to go, ready to be deployed all over the country. We are ready on ready and we've clamped things down very well. So we can kind of relax about things. It's going to go OK. OK. You say and that. And there are treatments now coming You say that and too. I do trust your opinion in yeah. this. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I don't mean to demean it by saying no, it's no, an please. opinion. But Challenge I do trust me. your opinion. Challenge However, me. there is no denying when I see Disneyland is closed yeah, that's how that we're there's gonna... something heavy going down. <laughs> no, I mean you can say all you want. Relax. Just. I should have known that Disneyland would be your would be your no, threshold. Once Disneyland, like I was at the Improv and they're like, we're thinking about closing, and I was like, that's insane. It was like a week ago, I, and I then say, the next day Disneyland announced we'll be closing indefinitely. Well, Disneyland, until can, uh, there's no way it should have stayed open okay. in the face of what we were doing. Say, face of taking away NBA games and things like that. How yeah, can you leave Disneyland yeah, open? Yeah. It doesn't matter because public perception either way is going to be like you don't give it. You're just it, it going just for a cash wasn't grab. Consistent with what we're trying to do. Yeah. I've said it from the beginning. Do not listen to the press. They need to okay, shut Dr. up. Okay, Dr. Drew, this is – I think listen this is Listen to Anthony Fauci. Listen to Anthony Fauci. He, I don't know, even know who that is. He's the head of the CDC. He's the little guy with the glasses that comes out with President Trump and tells okay. you what to do and he will keep you safe. I've known the guy since the AIDS epidemic. Okay. Was, we, I was in the middle of that with him. We took care of business. It worked out OK. Same thing's going to happen here. I think this might be the most serious case of bullshit – in the press yeah. than I've ever – because it didn't matter back in the days when everyone was consumed with the OJ trial or 9-11 yeah. because it it was done. Yeah. The the horror was done. They're creating and now the now we're just now. looking for stories and yes. we're just looking for something. But we're doing that now as human beings. We're just looking for news. We're looking for any information well, and, and it's so distant from the other info. It's – it, Just consider this. I have story. no idea what to think or what to believe. Consider the – I'm so glad you heard me today. So the the article you saw where the 2 million people could die, right? Yeah. Was that in the United States? Who could 2 million people die? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. I could be mistaken. That is a doomsday scenario based on mathematics if we did nothing. Okay. If we came up with no treatments, did not change our behavior, no vaccine therapy. And by the way, there was no immunity in the in the community, which now we're beginning to learn that this thing may have been around since December and there may be quite a bit of immunity circulating around in here as well. So all those mathematical models are based on assumptions that are BS. And to, for the for the times to push that out, to me that's reprehensible. Well, it, it, you, don't you think it's just an eyeball grab? Like yes. everything has become and nowadays. It's hurting people. Everything is it's just harming. get eyes on our website. Let's not go out of business. Let's make sure this is focused. Can Speaking we, of going out of business, where are we going to when when we look back at this in six weeks? Frankly, it's, we're going to be looking back pretty soon. And we look back on this in six weeks. I want these people held accountable. I want something, something at least where they How learn. How are they going to be held, held accountable when there's been so many situations? Well, they don't have to be prosecuted. I'm just saying they have to, they have to learn something from this. And if anything, if anything. I know, but Dr. Drew, how many times have we heard news stories, heroic or whatever? Uh, what about the woman in Iraq that was 
that fought off all the Taliban. Remember that story? It was the biggest deal ever and she loaned – and then she was captured. turns out she didn't fight anybody. They right. were just captured. They were knocked right. unconscious and taken into custody and right. probably assaulted and other worse things. I'll tell, I'll tell you how but you, they made you, the story a 180 and yep. it's – you don't – how can I believe anything anyone's – I, I don't believe the president so two for things, one. Two I don't believe the news. I don't believe the internet. People are sending me links – that are quotes from strangers on Twitter. And I was like, this is insane that you're believing a stranger on Twitter. Correct. Because I could say anything. I can go on Twitter right now and go, oh, by the way, it's over. All businesses are open. I just saw a body stacked in the street. Why don't you see how it goes? Try it. See what happens. See what what they do with it. See if it doesn't come mainstream media. We got to do it. Yeah. Bodies bodies stacked in the streets in North Hollywood. I just saw it. I just coughed and something came out of my mouth and Dr. (laughs) Drew said that was my stomach and he put it back in. It was your heart. That's coronavirus. (laughs) That was my heart. You're right. That's closer. I picked something farther down the chute. Yeah. And yeah. So so here's two things that could happen that would be good from this. A, we stop listening to these people. We stop listening to them. And B, they stop claiming journalistic integrity. Those would both be good things. Because if they are just a commercial enterprise with no integrity, fine. Go yeah. do what they do. Yeah, you can be. But if they cannot claim both, they cannot claim they have integrity and behave like this. That's why I've been so upset the whole time. February 4th is when I started saying they needed to shut up because they're going to cause a problem. And now we're in the problem. Well, the, the first obviousness – I mean the only place I heard about water and toilet paper – is on talk radio. The only place. Mm-hmm. And I went, I'm going to go to Costco and get some water and toilet paper like I do every three weeks. And I went there and it was a madhouse. This is almost two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing else was out. Mm-hmm. I went into Ralph's. The canned food was far as the eye could see. Canned food. Every, there was no food shortage. It was just toilet paper and water. So clearly – this isn't something people thought up and went, oh, what are the essentials? They heard it and went out and acted on it. And that. had a bystander effect. They just they yeah. heard the, the, yeah. the, the madness of crowds. This is, people, read a book called Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. It talks about all this. Yeah. yeah. It talks about all of it. Okay. Now, that being said, regardless, we're sort of being semi-quarantined. Yeah, which is fine. So it's not fine because a lot of people, hourly employees, businesses oh, that's not fine. are losing that's everything. That's not fine. That, that's the part. Now – I got to say, I think the government is stepping up a little bit. They're talking about now have universal basic income and things like that to help people through this time. A thousand dollars is what's been tossed around, yeah. but I don't yeah. know how, if that's going to do. What's that going to pay? My Amex bill? Well, I'm just. I don't know. I don't know what your expenses are like, Mike, but it sounds okay to me. Oh, but, can I just tell you something real quick? That was, yeah. you know what I love is when things come to fruition, when things tell come me, true that I've heard me. my entire life, and I do genuinely in my heart. I'm I'm very concerned. I'm concerned for all the kids that were not kids, but all the folks that work at the improvs yes. and all the all yes. the clubs around town yes. that are check to check and their mm-hmm. hourlies yes. and they're just done. It's like bye. And yeah. I was like, thank God I'm not in that situation. And yes. then ironically, we don't need to go into my financial irresponsibility, but ironically, you know, I'm barely making ends meet with the two podcasts that I'm on and the two podcasts yeah. that I produce, but it's fine because I'm working on other stuff and yeah, I have a good it. life. If it starts to trickle down, no, all no, that, well, all here's, that's go here's away what too. happened. Yesterday, I'm sitting oh. in my car, torrential downpour. Yeah. That was so uplifting, wasn't it? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Weirdly. Torrential rain, just like crazy violent rain. And I look at my phone, I got a message that said, hey, everything's shutting down, podcast is on hold. And I was like, oh, I was depending on that money. Mm-hmm. And, but the irony is, I've always heard, save your money for a rainy day. And I was like, oh, my God, it finally happened. It's a rainy day, and I'm going to be short on money. And this, it was but amazing, that, that, that feeling of – Yeah, and people that save their money for rainy days, some of them are in the stock market and getting clobbered. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's all over the place. And it's interesting to me how we're kind of pulling together at this point. Well, yeah. Oh, let's go into that for a second. Yeah. This is an alcoholic thing, and I'm sure you're quite aware of it. Right, by the way, I want to talk about meetings in a minute, too. I love uh, chaos, and most people love yeah. chaos, and yeah. this is a hard thing to admit to people that yeah. don't have this kind of brain, but there is something about this that's exciting. Uh-huh. And I remember this on 9-11, which was probably one of the worst days of my life, the yeah. sickest feelings in my stomach, but I also remember this rush of yeah. we're all – in this now, and it wasn't. I'm not. Everyone feels the same well, way. How I feel all the time, maybe, like panic and stuff. No, but I mean, what is what the hell well, is that's that an alcoholic mental brain? That's an alcoholic brain. But 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 there are. Uh, my point is, my hope is that there good things will come out of this. I think you're onto something there because I think we evolve in these extreme crises. 
That's when we really move the dial. I'm calling on Governor Newsom to declare a disaster, not just an emergency, but a disaster, and that will wipe aside all the regulations that have prevented us from creating facilities for the homeless. Then let's go do that. Where are the homeless people right now? On the street. Because I don't see them. I don't. The last go, three we, or four we, nights, I don't see them. Did you go downtown? Them. No, just in my neighborhood where they normally camp. Yeah. But so, I don't so see they're them cleaning right them up. They're taking them into hotels and motels and stuff. But the ones downtown are the ones that are most resistant. So I'm wondering what's happening there. So yeah, so good. They're going to hotels and motels. They're so, not getting more care, but they're getting a place to go. What if you told your kids? Relax. Like don't hug everybody. Yeah, don't do what, the, do what Anthony Fauci says and we'll be fine. I uh, went to an event a week ago Friday right when it was getting ugly and it was a sold out event and it was probably a third full and I walked in and it was people I hadn't seen. It was Bobcat Goldthwait and Joel Murray and Tara and I hadn't seen them in a couple of months so I immediately went arms open yeah. for the hug and everyone uh-huh. everyone did it but they all yeah. flinched <laughs> and then Tara pulled out the hand sanitizer and those guys <laughs> ran to her. Good. That's what they're the supposed to do. It's I weird. Hugged, the it's second weird. I hugged them, it was like, yeah. clean his filth off of me. It was I, such I a hugged, weird uh, – I did Millionaire. Uh, I was the the, the, per, the support person for Nikki Glaser. I, I hugged her. I've not hugged anybody in public ever since. That was it. I stopped. That was it. And you know, we all have a responsibility to one another and let's do that. That's a good thing to be thinking that way. And, okay. And by the way, next flu season, we'll really be thinking about our hands and touching things and fomites and all this stuff. Somebody we'll posted a, a Twitter post and said that if we would have been this clean all along, we would have eliminated the flu and the cold. And I know that was Correct. a joke. No, but, no, no. That's true. OK. But that's what I was going to ask Not you. Not eliminated. But we, would, we wouldn't have 18,000 dead. OK. So we have 94 dead what's from the biggest? What's the biggest – you're talking about from the common flu. From influenza. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. So what is the dead. biggest mistake we make as humans in interacting, like touching-wise? Touching our face. And, T- and now why? It. Explain that to me because I still can't get a bead on that. Is it because I touch something that's, yes. got an, that's got virus on it and then I put it in my mouth or is it just my face? It, it, it's usually we rub our eyes or pick our nose. OK, like I just did four times uh-huh, in a row? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so getting it to – so the, what you have to concentrate on is not letting your hands get to your face. Okay, because uh, it, it's getting closer and closer. I, whether the virus can migrate from your cheek to your eyeball, I, I don't know. But Air purifiers are not anything that's helpful in this situation. Humidifiers are. How come the virus hates humidity? Interesting. And so, and so nasal keeping your nasal and mouth passages moist okay. may have some benefit. Now, when you say the virus, you mean any virus or just this particular this strain? This one particularly looks like it really doesn't like humidity. Do you put any weight on the conspiracy theories that this was an engineered? No. Okay. Not until somebody meaning look to someone the takes expert credit now, when the there's CDC. terrorist attacks. No, no, no. Someone always wants to take. What credit. I'm hearing from people that are actually experts in viruses is that this is not the kind of thing humans can construct. Okay, this is something that nature constructs. Does this happen often in 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 history? Hundred percent. We just had one ten years ago, and you don't even. What was that one? That was H1N1. It infected. I did not take that seriously. It infected one billion people. Killed five hundred thousand and killed primarily forty to sixty year olds, and you don't even know what happened. I don't know what and happened. This is not. I don't know. I remember. Worse. I remember those words. I remember this, those yeah. numbers and this those letters. This is worse. But is it that much worse that it requires a complete upending of the world? How do you say it's worse? Are you talking about the progression of it? Because five hundred thousand people it's, sounds insane. It, it's more contagious and it's okay. more deadly. But it's primarily deadly to old people. In Italy, the incidence of death, if you are a young person, was 0.1 percent, same as flu. If, it is, if you're an old person, it was 8.5 percent. So okay. it's massively And that's all because of your compromised immune system? No, or your- no. It probably has something more to do with how the virus gets in through our lungs. Probably more about that, how it affects the lungs. It's just something about young lungs and old lungs that there's different protein receptors and different functions in the lung. As we age. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the uh, social implications of this because as we've discussed many times, you know, social interaction is a key component to yeah. Yeah. being a human. Yeah. Enjoying your life. Yeah. How's that going to suffer, you think? I think it's actually getting better because people are it, – it's driving us together with people that we like. We want to hang out with our families. I wanted to talk to you today. I'm glad I could see Gary today. What are you looking at, Gary? Get that thing out of your mouth. <laughs> I, I don't know how he eats on the air like this because if if I'm ever doing it, you can hear everything. Oh, I can hear everything. I just oh, just I'm nervous. To try to get restrained. I, okay, let, so I'm glad you brought that up. So I'm I am having trouble. Uh, I'm having to to hold a line that I know to be true in the face of overwhelming attack. Yeah, of course. Uh, and I and I'm gonna hold the line, and it's giving me a headache and making me nervous. And I get up every day and I'm tired because of it because I know it's the right thing to do. I know it, and I'm going to hold it. 
and I'm going to eat cashews. But you are so. definitely go- going to get shit on. Because oh, I'm terribly shit I'm on. Sorry for the. Pro- I'm sorry. That's it's fine. Be- because again, okay, a friend of mine that works at a competing comedy club. That, yeah. uh, regardless of whether I work at a comedy club or not, which I don't. The they were staying open, and she was bent out of shape. Definitely, like we need to close too. And I thought. You do need to close because public perception is that you are just yeah, so now, doing now, this because you're greedy and you don't care about – But you know what? So this is also making me focus on something that was never even in my wheelhouse of thoughts ever, which is parents that whose kids are sniffly and sick and they just send them to school. Now correct. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, right. So well, who, what next, gives you the right to infect every other kid and then yeah. bring it home and then the parents so are next sick? Next flu season will do better next, next yeah. viral season. But virtue signaling. Now virtue signaling is who can be the most restrictive. I'm going to stay in a single room. I'm going to hide in my bathroom. This whole I'm business wearing a space of, helmet. This whole business of what do they call it? Shelter in place. That's okay. a term designed for barricade yourself in a room where there's an active shooter. That's what the term is designed okay. for. And they're using that to tell people to stay home. Shelter in place. They should be ashamed of themselves. Can I ask a simple question that I should know the answer to yeah. in, in regards to this staying away from other people? It, yeah. it, that does not mean not going out, Right. Correct. Like if I go for a Nobody walk. Nobody said don't go out. They okay. said social distancing. Yeah. But if you're going to virtue signal, oh, we're not, I'm not going out. <laughs> I'm staying in a padded room. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm literally are. hearing people say stay inside. All things being equal, if it's easy for you to do so, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? That's and I'm also getting social distancing easier. messages. I've had a couple of friends call me that have kids and they are very, very concerned with, oh, no, I'm trapped inside with everybody. There's no school. There's, I know. I can't get away. I and I wonder what the, how this is going to affect my the tension in the house and the relationship oh, yeah, and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, as Rob Schneider told me yesterday, he said he's seen Frozen 37 times now with kids at home. <laughs> he, was, he was singing the songs. But, but let's go to 12-step for a second because yeah. that was somebody nobody gave any thought to. What about church? Church and 12-step were the yeah. two things that nobody paid any attention to. These are important Abs- environments absolutely. for people to congregate. Absolutely. You can still congregate in those environments and stay three feet apart. You can not hold your hands during the, the serenity prayer. Yeah. I mean you yeah. can practice social distancing and still be present in space together and not risk each other. I'm very upset about that. And because so, it hasn't been clarified. Now it's not been clarified. The, guy, the folks that have tried to organize small groups are being called killers. Now you want you want to kill people. That's right. You want to kill people for organizing twelve step meetings. Yeah, think yeah. about it. and and I blame the press. That's that's drug addicts <sighs> being dramatic. The press put them in that mindset. Uh, I can sense your frustration, and I don't like it. it. It's more than it's, frustration. It's it's horror, and it's it's really like I'm beside myself with it. Yeah. Can and you I've cite another example this, in I've history? I've been complaining about this since February fourth, French Revolution. It's the only thing I know that comes close to all this. That did not turn out well. <laughs> did not. <laughs> Got a, not got a go really, well. really good musical out of it. <laughs> I mean, that's that behavior. And all roads lead to narcissism. It's all going there. I'm special. It's all me. roads need lead to narcissism. Wow. It's about me. It's about me being special. It's about yeah. me virtue signaling. It's about dr- catastrophizing. You know, what's interesting is As opposed I heard to – let's get it together. Let's get this thing done. Let's I heard that uh, YouTube will not allow you to monetize the videos if you have the word coronavirus in them. Too. And I think that was pretty – I think that was interesting and, and yeah, a good, good move on their part. I don't – I can't argue – the moves that most people are making are kind of like, okay. You know what I mean? It's like I, I'm not – Well, like, that I can see people capitalizing on people's fear no, by no, going, I get it. you know, here's my coronavirus cure, 2020, yep. and everybody – and I get 9 million views and I'm, I have no information. Right. So no, they did no a good job. Knowledge of that. They did a good job. And, uh, and, and being more restrictive will get this thing done quicker. But I'm telling you, I, I think we've got this well in hand. OK. I want to go to the get this thing done part. OK. What do you mean? Is this like the flu? I just go home, drink lots of fluid, lay if around. No, I'm saying all of us just rest right now, stay away from each other. It just goes away. It it slows its progression. Uh, if look, think what happened in China. It kind of went away, and so the the really more difficult challenge, and I think the part that's going to be a more. Uh, but that's what I mean. Is it like the flu? You don't need to go to the yes. hospital. You just stay home yes. and rest, drink lots of fluids, yes. and yes. then it your body takes care of it. Yeah, and then you're immune. Uh, can I clarify that? What about for someone like me who has a small child at home? Do I do, if I if I get what feel like flu like symptoms? You isolate. Isolate. Just go into a room away from yeah. my wife and yes. child yes. and just ride it out. Correct. And you and if you have shortness of breath or you really feel like you can't move, you go to the hospital. 
But you should get tested, right? And that's the hard part these days. That the testing piece, I'm trying to get lots of clarity on that so I can tell people where to go and how to go. At this point, the only place you can go is really doctor's offices and, and hospitals. But you don't want to go there either. What about Heal? Uh, good question. I don't know if Heal does. I think Heal does do they it. They sent me an email and they said that if you think you have – this was a week and a half ago. Yep. Just for your information. Yep. Um, a week and a half ago, they sent an email out and said that if you think you have it, they'll set up a teleconference with you. Now, yes. obviously, they can't do a test from that, but maybe they are using that to determine whether or not to recommend. You, we, are, we are about – this conversation is about five days too early. Because yeah. in about five days, it's all going to be clear what we do. And it's going to be sort of drive-through sites. And there, there may even be things you send away for and come, you, get, you get in the mail and do yourself. There's a lot of possibilities here, but in the next couple of days. Okay. Someone like Gary that's got a small child, because yeah. most kids are sick a lot. Yes. When do you go, oh, my God, I've got to take my, my son or my daughter to the emergency room because they're coughing and they've got a runny nose? Because I see my Fe- friend's fever. kids and fever. they are doing that all the time. Well, you call your pediatrician for everything these days. because you, you, So you what happens when a child gets it? Usually nothing. Uh, but there are some cases that ha- – usually with underlying medical problems that get into trouble. Usually nothing. And they seem even resistant to getting it. So that when they get it, it's mild except when it's not. <laughs> Same with adults. You know, it's, it's just more likely to be problematic with adults than kids. It's hard. Listen, that's why you need guys like the CDC making these calls. You let Anthony Fauci make the calls, do what he tells you, do it in an orderly fashion. The hard part, in my estimation, is going to be when we come back to work. How do we do that without causing this thing to break out again? Isn't that interesting? So that's kind of what you were asking a minute ago. And that's a tougher putt. And they're looking at China and South Korea now as the model because China's able to go back to work. They're going back to work and it's not coming back. But they had a huge outbreak, right? And a lot of people have immunity. Maybe they have herd immunity in there. But we may have a lot of people that have immunity that we don't know about yet. So – the question starts, will start to come up, should we do universal testing? That will start to come up and I don't know the answer to that because there's, there's diagnostic testing, there's screening and there's universal testing. Those are different kinds of tests with different – What does the test require? Blood? Depends on the test. I mean, there's a, there's a, a one-hour test that you can do with blood. The other ones are nasal swabs. Immediate results? The one-hour one, yeah. But the rest of them you have to send away for three days. We should get on get in on the uh, birth control style Seven Eleven sold. They have one of those coronavirus. They, they have one of those for blood, though. You have to take you have to drop oh. some plasma for that. So that'll be a great idea. I know. Well, so there's a tech company out there that has it, and, and the doctor's charging six hundred bucks a person to in the Beverly Hills to take that test, and that test is supposed to be only used on research basis. So I'm. Really How did that doctor get? I, I've been. I applied to this company. They, I haven't gone all the way through the process yet, but I think you can buy it from the company. Lots of a thousand. And then if you use it, you are doing something unethical. And if you charge for it, you're doing something extra unethical. What are you going to do with it if you get that? Uh, I'm not going to get it. I just want to know how you get it so when the time comes when there's – you know, when, the, when it comes out of the research basket and into clinical Oh, you want use. to have it? Have it ready to go? Either ready to go or ready to order. doesn't have an expiry yeah. date? I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. I've, I've got to get more information. The, te- the testing thing is still a little confusing, I've got to say. So let's, let's, go let's talk about viruses again for a moment. Yeah. So what other viruses should we, we be concerned? I know you don't want to get off coronavirus right now because this is all everyone's thinking about and talking well, about. Well, viruses are really our problem, right? There's some thought that MS is a virus. There's thought that ALS is a virus. There's thought that um, diabetes is a viral hit, in, in at least in juvenile diabetes. So viruses are really our You mean uh, it's problem. an instigator by it's, it's a hit or do you mean genetic, it's gen- – You have genetic predilection and the virus activates it. OK. OK. Uh, and there's lots of things like that out there that we don't think about because they're not such on a large scale. But yeah, viruses are a major, major, major problem. Are there, we are well are, along. Are there good viruses? Well, they're viruses that help us evolve, right? So they're – some of the reasons that we have some of the things we have, probably or even our intellect, may be because the virus got into our genome and made a little change. Didn't kill us, changed, got it passed along. So hmm, maybe. OK. So why do these viruses exist? <laughs> is there a god? Uh, no, but so, I mean is, so is this something that – They exist. A in, result of something gone awry or is it just life? Viruses, people argue, are not life. They're not even living. Bacteria are li- is life. Viruses are just little packets of DNA and RNA wrapped in protein. Which is the part of it that, that looks like a corona? 
Uh, Is that the bacteria that's got the little spikes no, on it the, and stuff? the structure of the virus. Yeah, it's just the okay. proteins on the surface of the virus. And it binds on our surfaces of our cells. It's brought into our cell. Again, that's a very complex process. The virus has to you know, get it, the virus in. Yeah. So it's got to cling to liquid or it's got to cling to it's something. Gotta, it's got to bind at a protein and that protein has to be something that the body, the cells in the body are bringing in and out of the cytoplasm of the cell. OK. And so – But it, it still needs that plas- – it still needs that liquid to move. It still needs a droplet or something yes, to, to go. Virus, yes. Like it's not just free floating. No, it's it's on without stuff. being carried. Correct. Um, but but the yeah, um, I'm losing my train of thought. So once the virus comes into the cell, the DNA or the RNA then floats over to the nucleus and gets in, inside our own DNA and uses our systems to replicate okay. itself, and then it just takes over. And starts yeah. pushing out more and more and more virus. That's now, the flu, obviously, as we, we know, why your body gets hot and stuff, it's trying to kill that off. But well, we don't really know that, actually. But, okay. But it is okay. a reaction to all that virus flying around. We, we don't, we don't the, know if it's adaptive. And we we don't know run. that? I, I was under the impression that, that the heat is what makes it. No. And not necessarily. I mean, that's why would we give Tylenol then to people to take the fever down? Right, I'm so dumb. Because, this conversation is blowing my mind. Because, because <laughs> fever, you know, fever may be adaptive. There are people out there that believe that, but that also might be part of the inflammatory pathology. Okay. That gives well, us I trouble. also assume there have been tests at some point in time. Someone's got the flu and they put him in a sauna to see if it goes away, and it doesn't. So maybe. Yeah, but they. But the sun seems to help the virus go away. Well, so UV is good. Sun is good. Yeah, it could, maybe good. it is the UV and not the heat. It's both. Probably they've tested, yeah. it, and it's both. What about would that work with a UV lamp? Probably not in terms of infectivity, but in terms of what about if you were if you had acne? Would a UV lamp help that, or is yes. it just covering up? No, it helps that. It used to be an old fashioned treatment for that. Okay, now the that's problem what... is the problem is like with everything in biology, there's a downside. When you hit your face, let's say with acne with UV, the acne goes away, but your skin keratinizes in response to the UV, which makes the acne come back even worse. So you have to keep the UV going. Life, this podcast you, should just be called so you Life is Hard. you've got to keep the UV going and then you get skin cancer. So this is biology, man. This is how biology works. Biology is a whole – it's a cloud. It's not a line. It's a cloud. And you push somewhere and the cloud poof, goes somewhere else. You've got to get used to that. It's all probabilities and it's all a cloud. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work linearly like math. Now, what, you can apply math, but it doesn't work yeah. necessarily. What would you say to people right now that feel trapped and are scared? And, uh, and uh, this has to be – Don't read the press. Don't listen to newspapers. That's too easy. Don't read that's social too easy. media. That's, and go there's exercise. Gotta be, no, you got to give – Get out. There's got to be – I think people need to hear like specifically how this is – Listen to my streaming podcast yeah, every day. Yeah, exactly. And I'll try to calm you down. <laughs> that's my new goal in life to keep everybody calm. But I must tell you it is taking a lot of energy to toe the line. Jesus. Well, it's affecting, me, it's affecting me in ways I didn't anticipate. Like I thought, okay, I will not go into large groups. I won't hug people, sure. but I'm still going to go hiking. I'm yep. still going to do this. And I then I had a friend last now. night who expressed to me that she doesn't want to hang out with me if I'm not socially isolated. She didn't say it in those words, but she went, I need to kind of know that you're not going anywhere. If you know, I mean, the fact want- that you came here would blow that visit. It did. <laughs> it did. She wasn't thrilled with this. She's are, like, you're going to just get, you're going somewhere to, and you're going to sit across from someone. I went, yeah. They are not telling us to stay home. All things being equal, still, if you can't, but they're not saying stay home. They're saying practice social distancing. Don't go into big groups where you're likely to be exposed mm-hmm. statistically. Let's reduce the risk. And let's let me look at the numbers again. I mean, the numbers are kind of flattening out just even as we speak when they should be going up. I, I loved you. hearing that, by the way, when you yeah. said that. Yeah, in the, the beginning of, when you said that, I was yeah. like, "That's great news." Yeah, it seems to be now, we because don't know what I'm getting, the again. vibe I'm getting from the press and from yeah. what I'm getting, friends reading the press, is that this is about to explode into dead people everywhere. Oh, of course it could if we did nothing, but that's not what's happening here. Did you, did you have any trouble getting here on the freeways today? H one N one killed five hundred thousand people. Yes, I had no idea. I got it, and I was fifty at the time. It was. Brutal. I had no idea it killed that many people. Why did we just forget about that? Because we didn't make a big <laughs> shit about it the way we're doing now. Now, I, again, I it, it's that's why I called it a hoax. Because not that we this does this epidemic doesn't deserve to be treated differently and specifically of the needs of this epidemic. 
But the extreme restrictiveness and the extreme paranoia and the extreme panic, that's hoax. Okay. In the beginning in Italy, what went wrong there? They didn't know it was coming at all. The first case was a 38-year-old male and then like three days later, they had a thousand more cases and they were not ready. They were, they were completely unprepared. They had not done any social isolation or anything of that sort for, for, the, for the outbreak and they had to flex up quickly and they did. They took care of it. Okay. So also uh, one of my friends thinks that the reason we are socially isolating is because the hospitals can't handle the rush. Correct. I'm, That's the so whole are reason. We, so are we slowing down Correct. before we all go to the hospital? Because well, I mean, that's oh, the, way, the way I interpret no, it was, no, no, okay, no. everyone's going, get okay. in line, <laughs> stay inside, <laughs> and then when it's your turn, you can come outside and drive to the hospital and they'll and, be waiting and I, for and you. I guess seeing Ralph's this morning, the grocery store did not yeah, it wasn't help just the, This morning freaked me out more than yesterday because yesterday I, I just did it as a joke. I yeah. just went from store to store. Did and they you are film it? A little bit, but you know what? It's, everyone knows. Now, I didn't know until I heard about it today, this, the craziness of it, that they only let one person in at Dr. a time. Dr. Drew, yes, that's what they're doing at Ralph's down the street. And I was like, I'm screwed. That's I'm super screwed. crazy. But I already ate my whole apple food. pie. They deliver food. We yeah, I got to get, get on that. I got to get yeah. on that, man. Instacart, everybody. Or just have restaurants. Restaurants are delighted to bring you food. I mean, they can't wait to help you know, help them. Restaurants, for sure. Instacart is typically five to seven days out at least. And then a lot of it is, you know, Instacart's app is based on what's supposed to be in the store. Yeah, but uh, we, we've been doing Instacart all along. And uh, the person calls. You can go, they're out of this. They're out of that. What about this? What about that? And then you get your, you get your order. It's fine. It's fine. It's been about three to five days. Been about three to five days on Instacart, which is not normally normal. It's two to three hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I get it. I get it. Um, I'm sorry. We I lost my train of thought. You were saying that. Uh, I, I was just curious about the, the hospital. The hospital. So, yeah, like so. It's called. That's called the surge, and the surge is what we have to anticipate. Right, local surges. Right. We're not talking about everybody in the country suddenly piling into the hospital. We're talking about a hospital in Shreveport all of a sudden having a big outbreak and surging into the doors of their local hospital. That surge could exceed the ability of that hospital to meet the demands of that community. All right. I want to ask you this as a doctor in a hospital. So we want to keep it below the the capacity of all the hospitals. So we are just trying to slow the spread so that there's not a rush. So no surge. Okay. And if there is a surge – it, we're sufficiently prepared to meet the demands of that particular facility. Okay, that's what I, I wanted to I'm ask. I'm predicting you. there will be a surge somewhere. We will see a surge, and the press will make it seem like that is. The yeah. <laughs> and do you think it could be as simple as a bunch of people went to a concert and it's now there's 20, like 25 that. people it's, that come to the hospital correct. the same night? It could be something like that. If you're working in an emergency room in Biloxi, Mississippi, or yep. wherever, yep. how do you get the information on this virus? Like, how is that passed? How are, how do you become prepared for this the, when the, people the start CDs, showing this, up? Well, you have your own – the hospitals are already preparing internally, right? They have their own policies and procedures. Okay. But I mean I mean, behind the scenes at hospitals, are they constantly Here's updating the main, on oh, what's coming? And, OK. That's what, I, that's what I'm curious about. And I think they're going to actually – I heard they were starting to bring in retired ER doctors on hand and things like that. And I've made myself available. To actually work or as a to consult? Work, to work. OK. And I, I've said call, count me in. If you need more doctors, I'm in. I'll, 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 call me. I'll come what in. What can I and, do? And by the way, I'm hearing, I'm hearing they're pulling residents and stuff. And I was like, Jesus, that, that's the – that's the wrong thing yeah, to do. We yeah. sign up for a this new stuff. person. Yeah, they give them the idea that hey, if it gets hard, just check check out. I have a doctor's no, coat. Yeah, now is when we step in. Now is when we step up. But um, the thing, the main thing is, if you have respiratory illness and you come into an emergency room, you're going to be put somewhere else immediately. And then if it looks like you have a fever, and then you're going to get put somewhere else. And then if you have corona, you go somewhere okay, else. And, so but this is not because of the severity of the disease of, of the virus. This is spreading. prevent it from prevent spreading. Because okay. every time you go to the hospital, if you come into an emergency room, you might get it from somebody else yeah. and don't even have it. And then you go home or and spread you, it to your kids. And, and if stuff. you do have it, you might give it to somebody else yeah. in the hospital. I think so. in the I think right now in the beginning, people are interpreting it. At least I did for a couple of days, as this is the new Ebola. Where yeah, all of a sudden you get it and there's blood coming no, out of your eyes. No. <laughs> so next thing you know, See, your intestines are burst. I know that's, it's a how hoax. I, that's how I saw it. Oh my god! That's how I saw it. Oh my god! And that's what they've done to people. I, Congratulations, I think, journalist! Congratulations! Yeah, it's everyone's desperate. Everyone's desperate for eyeballs. Everyone's desperate to keep their gig. Everyone's desperate to stay alive. Everyone's desperate. Congratulations. It's what people do. What do you think is going to happen if people are truly starving? There's going to be a line at Ralph's. People are just going to kick the door open. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I'm not waiting in line if I'm desperate. If I think my family's going to die, I'm like, I'm not waiting in line. If they create enough panic, they will create social unrest. Now, what do you think is going on in the heads besides just paranoia when they show these clips of people standing in line outside of gun stores right now? Like, what do they think is going to happen? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That's a group I'm fascinated by, But what, I mean, what, like, what do you think, like, oh, someone's going to kick my door open and get my toilet paper and I'm going to defend myself or? I'm sorry, not to be just to play devil's advocate. Didn't you just say if I get desperate, yeah. I'm kicking your door open? Yeah. Well, yeah. if you had a so gun, you'd be exactly more effective. But I'm talking about right? literally starving third world. You know, if you live, and in... those people think that when that when someone gets to that yeah. point, that yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to come I after them. Imagine. They may yeah. need to go after somebody else. If they're just thinking, eh, just in case. It, yeah. it actually looked a little bit like, oh, okay, if, if we're really going to go there, everybody. Do you think there's any um, anything? journalists? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> is there any – do I have any right to call people who are hoarding food greedy or is it yes. – OK. Because I, I see pe- – you know, I, the I, first I day say, I saw people leaving with like 50 steaks and I was like, dude, yeah, but leave the, some the, for other but, people. But the mayor told us to do that. The mayor called – He did? He let a text to every phone in Los Angeles said, stock up on food. Immediate pandemonium. That, that's irresponsible. That's, he's been good since that, but that was really a bad. This is move. so frustrating. This is so frustrating that no one's going to be held accountable. They're just not. Thank you. No one's going to go. Oh, Mr. Mayor, what about when you said this? He's just going to go. Well, at the time I was under the. You That's know, it's like. Right. Well, what about you? Didn't in have the, meantime, the forethought or the wisdom to think about how this is going to. Act. In the meantime, I'm an asshole for trying to get people to calm down and be reasonable. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Think about that. That's it's what I actually came here to say is that I'm an asshole. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> is what? Should I not be touching these pens? I mean, we actually shouldn't be. Uh, and you wash your hands when you get out of here. What about sure. this? Did somebody hit this with alcohol? My, this Gary, microphone? Gary. No one's been in here in a while. The virus would only last in this probably a day maximum too. So we're good here. What's that? Andy Dick was the last guy to talk into this one? <laughs> oh, my. And a slide whistle. I'm scared, man. I'm not scared of getting it. I'm not scared of spreading it. I'm scared of the the fallout from the not getting disaster. out and seeing people. The and social. I'm scared of the financial implications. Well, and not even for me. Yeah. I I no I yeah. wasn't joking before when I said that rain thing. Like I'm I found myself this is on me. I'm not there's no one to blame. But one of the things just went it stopped right now until we get a hold on this. And I was like, "Oh, I I needed that $2400 now that I I was owed right now, but everyone's out. The the door is closed. The it's the building is locked." And I'm like, wow. Save for a rainy day. Yeah, but what I'm saying is I know a lot of people, all of the people that work at all the improvs around the country and other comedy clubs. And and that's just my little world that are check-to-checks and they're hourly people and and they just were told to go home. And the government is going to step up, thank God. I really am impressed by that. I, when I was thinking about the rainy day yesterday, I was thinking – the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> That's literally what was in my head. A, today's not too shabby. Yeah. It's a little chilly. Right. But. Yeah, but it's clouds are brewing. Yeah, <laughs> so. You know where I'm going on Thursday? I have to drive to Quartzsite, Arizona to fight a speeding ticket. And oh, I would not no. just pay it online. I stood my ground and they've canceled twice on me. Oh. And I can't believe they're not canceling now. Oh. Five miles an hour on the day before Thanksgiving on a side street in the middle of friggin' nowhere. Oh. And the cop just lost his shit on me. You're going five miles an hour? 30 and a 25. On a oh. one-lane road out in Arizona, not near anything. And what do you, what's your defense going to be? I, I wasn't doing it. He got it wrong? I'm going to go, he's full of it. He wasn't even in his car. D- was it, and find out whether his, uh, did he have a, did he follow you? He was outside of his car talking to someone. Did he have a I radar? I swung at you. No, I swung at you and drove by him and he jumped in his car and chased me. And I said, what the hell's going on? I went, oh, I didn't, I was going to take a picture of that church. I didn't think it was that great. So I turned around. What the hell? Uh-oh. And then he, you know, wrote me this long ticket, and the only thing they could discern on it was a thirty and a twenty-five. So I'm going to drive five hours. Like, he, I think it's he didn't like the U-turn. Yeah, he didn't like the the manner in which yeah. you made the U-turn. It doesn't matter. I'm not just go, I'm not just going. Okay, here's four hundred dollars, which is what the ticket is in Quartzsite, yeah. Arizona. I'm driving out there to fight it, and they've changed my date twice because the judge was busy, and I can't believe they're still keeping it in light of. Everyone not doing anything. And so your friend that has an issue with you coming in here today yeah. does not have an issue with going out to Quartzsite, Arizona? I'm sure she does. Yeah. OK. Good. Yeah. That sounds a little more extreme. A little more than coming in here. And you think across. so? You're going to be in a room with a bunch of people and you're going to be interacting also with Also po- possibly and, a bunch of lawbreakers and, and, that probably don't take things precautions. And, yeah. And you know us and we would tell you if you had symptoms. If, and If you are not wise enough to renew your insurance or your car registration or get speeding tickets <laughs> – 
and you're in that court, you probably aren't taking the proper precautions. Probably. Or at least you're a little cavalier. Little cavalier. So anyway. Oh, no, I'm going to get it in Arizona. I, I can't believe they are uh, still holding court. That's kind of weird. I can't believe they're making me drive five hours oh, I, to fight I it. A, I had a speed ticket uh, in, uh, shoot, three quarters of the way up to Mammoth. Uh, in that's your, a, that's, in a, your that's a speed trap in your big kern. time, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. full on speeding. Yeah. And I decided I was going to – oh, no. It was a mandatory appearance. Mandatory appearance. But I went for going 85 and a 65. OK. And, uh, and I was just like, I can't <laughs> – so I had to drive back to in your kern at 6 o'clock in the morning. I was a medical student at the time. And uh, he goes, uh, how do you plead? I go, guilty. He goes, okay, go pay. That was it. And I sat in court for hours. I, I, I watched a guy try to make the case that his speedometer was broken. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Does, hey, I, I went to spe- I went to court on a, a speeding ticket 25 years ago, uh-huh. and they made it crystal clear: if you say guilty, you're guilty. Yeah. And we have three options: guilty, not guilty, or guilty with no, an explanation or no contest. Well, I went guilty with an explanation, yeah. and I waited an hour, and I got up there and told my story. She goes, "Okay, bye." It was the same price, and I went, "Why did I do that?" She went, "Some people just want to get it off their chest." I was like, "Wow." I'm really dumb for not listening in the beginning because I would cut a split an hour ago and paid the same amount. Right. Still uh, had the points on my record. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want. I was contemplating. Oh, I know. I was. I was at the time. I thought maybe I'll get speeding school or some traffic yeah, school. Or something. Yeah. And the judge went, uh, Mr. Pinsky, for your tra- for your driving record, there is no traffic school. <laughs> I went okay. Paid the ticket. Uh, and that was when I'd had I think three speeding tickets in a row in a short period of time. Hey, what happens right now? If the internet goes down, good. Wouldn't no, good? no, that's going to be more than panic. This uh, is what people are relying on. Good? People are sitting at home that with their kids would, watching Netflix very, all day. Bad. That'd be bad. That would be very bad. I think that'd be good. Well, tell no. me why it'd be bad. To explain to me. Where yeah. people are sitting at home obsessing Netflix, on information, whether it's yeah, false information bad or for them. it doesn't matter. They're them. still. That's what they're staring at all day, and they're staring at Netflix and HBO all day, yeah, all night. Go, go watch Netflix and HBO. Stay with that. But I'm saying, what if it goes down? If the streaming sites go down, yeah, is that, no, is that if dependent? The internet goes down. Yeah. You can't watch Netflix without the internet. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why it would be horrible. Yeah. But I mean, would it would it be bad. like people pouring into the streets, or would it just be? I think people would be pouring into networks and things like that. <laughs> They'd still be watching TV. Maybe they read books. That's why it would be bad. Because the networks with their BS. That's yeah. That's all there would be. <sighs> and I mean, I don't know. I'm younger. I'm a little bit weirder. But if I lose the internet, I lose all television. I don't. I don't have cable. Uh, me too. Me too. All, yeah. all I have is the internet. Is there a risk of the internet going down? I mean, in terms no, of yeah, there is not. Well, not, according not, to Werner Herzog's documentary, lo and behold, there's a risk of it. Sure, but um, but on the flip side of that, Mike, all of the ISPs have committed to not kicking anyone off the internet for failure of payment or anything like that. That's been a really good thing, I think, is that all the different companies came together and said, you know, during this time, we will. Not disconnected. That, that kind of stuff has been very positive. I, I've, no, I've noticed landlords are saying that kind of thing too to help out restaurants and bars and things like that, saying just don't, don't even worry about it for the time being. We'll figure it out later. I'm going to send a copy of this of that to my guy. At uh, the improv? No, the person who owns my building. Oh, you're <laughs> you know, <laughs> Dr. Drew said that landlords. No, I don't know about apartments. I'm talking about like restaurants and businesses, stuff like that. What are they going to do? Do you know how hard it is to fill a vacant space? It's very difficult. What is the landlord going to do? That's yeah, what I mean. So if, if a business leaves your space, all the spaces we've left yeah, yeah. that were big ticket spaces have remained dormant for a year, two years, three years. It's so what very would you difficult. do if you're a landlord and you have a restaurant there? The Italian restaurant down the street from you is your is – your, I, I believe I would have no choice because I know trying to get somebody else to come in there and do a build out. And no, no. So would you I tell would the get, owner I would, of that restaurant? I would probably – if I could afford it. I would let it go Just for a wave month. it. Completely. I would wave it for a month. Would you say – let's say it goes for two months. Would you then go, hey, man, let's make a deal where we can amortize it over the next two years. You won't even notice you're paying for it. But I got to make my, my rent. Yeah. I got to make my mortgage. I, I don't know what I would do. But I believe that I, – I believe I could let a month go no matter what mm. and two months probably. But then I better eat for free every goddamn night when I come in there. <laughs> better be a meatball sandwich waiting for me every time I get Is that home. place good by the way? Which place? The one down the, in the corner across the street from the gas station. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It looks like a dump. Yes, it's it does. fantastic. Yes, it does. We're going to go there someday. Give it a plug. I know it's you like, don't eat bread. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's called. It's, it's, we looked it up like, on Yelp like five years ago, Tara and I, and like we Giovanni's went there. It's or something. It's name like that. cheesier than that. Yeah, it's yeah. just in a strip mall, and they yeah. just have fantastic sandwiches. It looks good. It's got like, like a 
red and white. Yeah, red and white it's very, body. very. It doesn't look good when you go in there because all the stuff is. They don't have any room to store things, so all the pizza boxes are stored next to the That's tables, you know and you good. just go. That's how you know it's good. So, what's coming up on uh, the videos with Mike now? Are you going to focus on this stuff? I'm a- I'm absolutely focusing on. It. I, I mean, I've been making a lot of videos for the podcast for the Patreon folks, but I want to get more and more stuff out there. I, I want to buckle down. I, I've been busier, more productive in the past three or four months than I have been in a long time. And I absolutely, without a doubt, credit my therapist for that. God, we didn't even talk about all that. Imagine if you were in different shape managing all this craziness. I think about that all the time. One of the things that her and I have worked on a lot and it never sunk into my thick skull and I didn't want – I didn't – It's you can hear the words all you want. Until it sinks in, I'm an idiot. And some stuff took a year. Some stuff took a year and I went, I know what you mean by that. But uh, equanimity, all things – you know, things will pass. I've never once let go of this is going to pass. Never once. Maybe I'll die but it's going to pass. Maybe I'll be inconvenienced. Maybe I'll be short. Maybe I'll do this. But it is going to pass and I don't have time right now and I don't even have an inclination to or a desire to in any way obsess on this because it's out of my control. I, I can though, do my. I can do I need, my part. I, can, I need more equanimity. I'm. I'm seeing so much damage being done by people. It's hard for me to. It's hard for me to just be equanimable. Well, I'm talking about from my mental state. No, no I'm just knowing saying for, that things will pass because there's things that would send me down a spiral of misery and just dread and a stomachache. Is as little as a dentist appointment. Oh my God, I don't like being committed to things. I don't like people telling me what to do. I have to go to the dentist on Monday. I don't want to, and it's just once it's over, it's over. And knowing that it's going to be over, and that was a bad example, but I this is going to go. It's going to get better. And I also don't overvalue me as much as I did. I don't go like, I'm so important. This can't affect, you know, uh, me, me, me. I'm stuck at home. I can't do this. I can't go to the movies. That syndrome is the the rest of the world has got that syndrome, I'm afraid. Yeah. Well, get over yourself. It doesn't matter. You know what? Guess what? If it kills everyone, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's not. It sucks. I don't want that. No, but I'm saying it doesn't matter in the big picture of the planet. It's, it's, we're all like, oh, I'm inconvenienced. I have to stay home and watch Netflix. And I get it if you have mental problems. And I get it if you're a, a, a sober person and you're struggling. You're fragile. It yeah. can be detrimental. Yeah. And it's and it's very frustrating. But big what? Everything's frustrating. Pull a muscle, that's frustrating. You have a cold, that's frustrating. The flu is is horrible. Yeah. I, I'm though – I'm just worried about the harm done from the panic that was unnecessary. Yeah. That's yeah. the part that's driving Yeah. Tell me, me what kind of harm you think is going to be – It has been done or will be done. Well, we know – it's mitigated by the way the government's behaving, right? And, I, and I'm having – I'm holding my breath and hoping that they step up on behalf of people who are struggling. I'm hoping Okay. That, when you say harm, you're talking about literal physical – like financial, financial financially harm. Financially, like they can't like – they can't come back. I mean and businesses that can't come back. They, and, they, Dr. Drew, they, jobs that can't most come of those back. little mom and pop shops down the street from me, there's the vegan restaurant yeah. that's been there for 15 but, years. But, she but, can't yeah, go a but month. But if, if it goes for a few weeks, the, the landlords can give them position where they yeah. can't come back. But if it goes six months, no, they can't come back. And so we, we need to get through this and done fast. We really do. And what happens to those people? Like what happens? You lose your business. Then what do you do? Like what happens? It becomes do they go on some sort of social security and just sit around an apartment until they die or something? I mean I don't know what how this works out when people lose everything and they really do lose everything. I don't know we where to, this ends. I know. And we have to rebuild but the question is what are we up against when we rebuild? Are the banks failing? Are there you – know, OK. When you say rebuild, failing? you mean the government has to dole out money so people can stay alive? Well, that can only go so far, right? And so I think rebuild, I mean people need to get out and figure it out and start doing what we do as humans and start – Is the medical field and the hospital business going to be affected by this in a positive way? Is there going to be more stuff? No. I think more more preparedness because we'll have experience. You don't think this. there will be some government intervention that'll go? We're going to give all the major, all the big cities this much money so you no. can build more more emergency centers or just for, in case for the future. I don't see that happening. Is it possible to take a gymnasium and throw a bunch of hospital beds in there and use that as a makeshift area? Yes, but that that has lots of problems. So it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're going to see. You're going to see surgical suites becoming ICUs and things like that, flexing that way. And, and we got plenty of hospital beds. No hospitals are overdone. And hospitals are building sprung tents all over the place. There's ways to do <laughs> By the this. way, that just makes it sound so much more expensive when you call it a surgical suite. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but they, you know, there's any, every anesthesia. Getting card, my appendix taken out in a suite. Every anesthesia card has a ventilator. You know, and every one of those surgical suites, every surgery center has a bunch of ventilators. I'm sorry to be such a lame. Can you explain to me, uh, in layman's terms, what the ventilator does? It you put a tube down people's trachea and you breathe for them. And, it, it, and it, the it, reason you're doing that is because the the lungs are so tired or they're tired, so sick that tight, they can't sick and okay. don't. And it, it helps them exchange oxygen. Okay, it helps them stay open and it helps them move air. So now that too for a long period of time while you get wet better. Okay, your body would give out. They actually have. Is there a they, valve on it that opens and closes? Yeah, I mean, because because I just imagine if you pumped air into your deflated lungs, it's not just going to go up and down and up and down. It's going to just stay open. I don't understand. It goes up and down. But I mean, is there a valve at the top that lets it out? I, I don't know quite what you're asking. When I breathe in and yeah. hold my breath, my yes. lungs are open. Correct. When I breathe in and out, uh, <sighs> comes out, just goes out. But if you if someone if I'm still and someone's just putting air in, it's not going to go. It, it it takes all that into account, believe me. It, it, and it even you can even adjust the pressure that's going down the airways during inspiration and expiration. A, how does one oh, learn how much pressure to put into a oh, you stranger's get, I, lungs? I uh, I got very good at that. I'm very, very good at that. Uh, it, I you, mean, is this something you're, you're trained at? Is there data you have to look yeah, yeah. at to do oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 oh, you're you're years not just of, eyeballing somebody? Well, you, st- you start out with kind of eyeballing. Uh, you start out with what is their tidal volume? What's the amount of air that that lung's likely to, co- to take? You start reading the pressures that are going in and going out and adjust the pressure to what the situation is, whether they need to have what's called positive end expiratory pressure, whether or not you want to allow complete deflation of the lung or not, how much pressure you want the lung to be under for a given period of time. That depends how urgent the situation is and how long they're not going to be in that situation. The flow of oxygen can damage the lungs. Too high a flow of oxygen. How do you know lungs. which is too much? Do you have to look Any at if, to, like hey, if they're a smoker, you can tell no, that they might need hey, more? Guess, or when you start getting over sixty percent, you're damaging the lungs, and so you have to try to f- keep them oxygenated by other techniques. You know, through adjusting other things than just oxygen flow. It's a it's a thing. It's a thing. We I, I got very very good at that. And uh, wow, that's mind boggling. Yeah. And uh, and there's all kinds of there's extracorporeal oxygen where you can actually oxygenate the blood outside the body, and they had to do that in Italy a little hey, bit. You're talking about a, a room, a sealed a room, machine that does it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, that's that's crazy stuff. We if you were in a room of oxygen, could you oxygenate your body if you weren't breathing it in? No. Your, your air sacs have to open and deliver the oxygen. It has to exchange with the capillary. But it's just because of the mass and what's in your lungs, right? Like some goes in your skin, right? Yeah, but not not enough. Not anything. Your lungs are your lungs have a huge surface area, massive surface area, a lot of exposure to oxygen, and then the blood vessels are right there in the air sacs, and so the oxygen is being exchanged. And so, and is there bleeding in your lungs often? CO two. Is there with this? Well, if you have all those capillaries and all that, there can, when if you're asking complicated things, but there's um, the bleeding usually comes more in the airways from irritation and coughing and that kind of thing. I mean, is it just very the, sensitive though? The air the the yeah. air sacs yeah. If it's if it's that close to the bloodstream, yes, it's a, it's a it's a very delicate system at that point, but it's a very very fascinating system and how CO two comes out and oxygen comes in and what's happening when that's not working right. That's and that's what this disease is attacking. Can you uh, explain to me a biological reason why we have two lungs and not just one big one? We tend to have two of everything, just in case. Seems like right for whatever reason, the math of evolution has decided that eh, better if we have two just in case. We have one heart. Mm-hmm. We have one heart. God, I would feel so much better with two hearts. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's interesting how many things we have two of, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, it must be that throughout history we probably lost yeah. one a lot of the time. And so people that yeah. had two just evolved more readily. I don't know. And there's symmetry. The glory days of, of two penises. <laughs> yeah, one of those two. All right, my friend. Um, make me feel better. How am I going to withstand all this attacking? I, I am trying to navigate in a way that helps people. I would not better. rely on being proven right. I would I would let that go. I would stand your ground and be sensitive to people's be sensitive to the fact that you can tell me all along we're overreacting, but when Disneyland closes, I still go, "Oh my god." Like you can say we're overreacting and then I see a shark walking down the street and I'm like, "No, I saw one. There's yeah. a shark. Yeah. They're coming to get us." So be sensitive to the fact that people are people and they're, you know, emotional and people are scared and they're not going to be rational. So just I, I, I would find say, baby say, me, steps. Let me just say I to totally get that. I totally get that. 
it's the press and stuff that yeah. the ones that are making it worse for everybody. Yeah. I, I get. You know, you can do. Why don't you dedicate a show to reading articles and then discerning them? In, I've done in truth. I just, did just go. Here's the headline, yeah. and here's the truth. Yeah. And like you did to me with yeah. that 2.2 million. Yeah. Uh, that they don't say up front. This is worst case scenario. Right. Hey, worst case scenario, six billion dead. How yeah. about that? There's right. worst case scenario. No one does anything. Everyone makes out with everybody. They're the worst case scenario. Right. No one. You know they don't. They don't state that. They have that headline to grab you, and then you read it. And in nowhere in that entire article did it make me feel better. It just right. went. And right. then we're not doing this. And look at here's a curve. Here's two curves that show us and Singapore. And look at how good they are. And look at how horrible we are. And I'm like, oh my god, you're right. We're horrible. And then I feel guilty, too, because last Friday I was like, I'm going out. I don't care. I'm not doing that this Friday. You know what I mean? I mean, We, we will know more where we are soon, and th- that will be interesting to see the numbers. And yeah. then, then we can talk more. Uh, can you real quick touch on that when you said five days from now we'll know more? I, I if, if we start to plateau under 100,000, I will consider that really good. Okay. I will consider that really good. If we plateau at 20,000, it, it's, it's over. It's over. So we'll, we'll kind of see. How do we go back to regular life after that's this? That's the hard – What the happens? I, Who's the person that has the balls to turn the we're open yeah. sign well, around that's first? That's going to be Dr. Fauci again. And that's the harder putt, I'm telling you. That's going to be the more interesting thing. Yeah. So uh, Do you think um, the bigger venues are going to suffer? I, I know I'm just stuck in this entertainment business thing, but it seems to me like yeah, the yeah, little yeah. clubs, okay, I can go to a 300-seater. I'm not going to go to the Staples Center yet. Correct. Yeah. It's going to be a while before we do that. All right, Mike, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. See thank you, Gary. Time. Bye-bye. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com.